Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey, you're listening to the Five Minute Talk Show with Phil Iazetta. We're bringing you today's best comedy and entertainment personalities. Now, your host, Phil Iazetta. Joining us on the Five Minute Talk Show hotline is a gentleman who is about to embark on, I believe it's the sixth and final season of Silicon Valley. But before that, he'll be at the Irvine Improv, the 27th to the 29th. That's Friday through Sunday, five shows. For tickets, 949-854-5455. Boy, that was a long introduction. Jimmy O. Yang, <laughs> Jimmy, how are you? Good. How are you? Uh, we're, still, we're shooting the sixth season of Silicon Valley right now, so you're right. It's going to be our final season. Uh, it's very bittersweet, but we got a lot of good stuff for you guys. Well, yeah, talk to me about that, because the evolution of your character, Jin Yang, I mean, first of all, when you and TJ Miller, I thought, were the best thing about that show for about a what, two or three seasons? I mean, it, it was just awesome, you two guys, and the way you worked off each other. When he left, what was it, season five? What did that do to mm-hmm. you, not only personally, but to your character? I mean, your character ended up okay, but take us through that transition. Right. Yeah, I was pretty sad. I think like in between season four or five, he gave me a call that he's not going to come back to the show. And um, he was my closest friend on the show. So, and, and all the scenes we've done, it was so fun. Like I would just go to set and have fun and improv and stuff. So um, I was sad, definitely on a personal level. Um, and then on the professional level with my character and stuff, I was like, Ooh, I don't know what's going to happen to Jing Yang. So I was a bit nervous about that, but I think it turned out okay because uh, Jing Yang just full on taking control, you know, of the place and then just kind of became more and more evil as the seasons went on. And uh, I'm pretty happy to play that. Well, no, he's, you talk about just having a great time with the character. How much of that are you allowed to kind of just riff on and kind of improv? Because some of the stuff, I don't see writers, even though Mike Judge and crew are are just great as writers and such, but I don't see writers coming up with that. I see stand-up comics coming up with a lot of the stuff. How much (laughs) improv goes into that show? They do let us go wild a little bit, which is super fun. But I got to say, this is some of the writing, like the best writing I've ever seen. So um, you got to really try to top Mike Judge and Alec Burke's writing, which is not easy, but we, we, we should try. And, you know, we just have fun and play to our character. Um, actually just shot, I think, my first scene since season two with uh, Amanda Crew and Monica this year. So. That 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 was something super fun to do. So um, it's great that you know I'm sad that TJ left, but after he left, I was able to find new dynamics with different characters, and uh, it's been really fun. Now, being that this is the sixth season, and we'll talk about the other stuff in a second, is there any chance we might see some old characters come back, like maybe TJ for an episode or two? Um, I don't know. We haven't read everything yet, but I think. Um, one of the HBO people said uh, it's, it's probably not likely, uh, so I, I don't think so. But who knows? We might bring in like a White Walker or a fire-breathing dragon. <laughs> who knows? <laughs> Jimmy O'Yang joining us on the hotline. I'm telling you, that show I've been a fan of, I'm proud to say, since the very beginning. So the evolution of your character and the way your character has just transformed into kind of a focal point. I mean, when when he came back, when he went overseas... It was just awesome. Uh-huh. So I, I'm really into the show. I can't wait for season six. You guys have made us wait a little too long for it, 
but I think it'll still be great when it comes. Now, let's get back to the stand-up comedy, because you grew up where? In Hong Kong, I believe? That's that's where you were born, and up until the age of, what, 10, 12? Yeah, I was born in Hong Kong, and I moved here to L.A. when I was 13. When I came here, I was very much like Jing Yang. Like, I was, I was a very foreign dude that can barely speak English, you know? Well, that's my point, because you moved to L.A., like, or was it a suburb of L.A., or did you go right to the city when you moved here? Oh, it was the heart of L.A., like next to Beverly Center, you know, and then my dad used a fake address for me to go to Beverly Hills High School. It's a very immigrant Los Angeles story. I love it. I love it. So out of this out of this uh, early beginning, where where did the stand up comic in you come from? Like where did because I know China isn't really in Hong Kong, that whole the whole Asia area outside of the Philippines. I think comedy really isn't stand up. Comedy really isn't a big thing. I never grew up seeing stand up comedy in Hong Kong. There are some now. Um, but I when I came to America, one of the most uh, interesting thing to me was BET Comic View. And I just thought that was so cool, you know, and learning about even stereotypes from I was learning actually about culture from these comics in a very funny way. So I always like really liked it. Um, and it's so interesting because in our farm, I've never seen, um, but I never thought I would do it. And then after, like right about when I was about to graduate college in like, you know, 2009 or 10 or something like that, I was 21 and I was just looking for like the thing to do because I don't want to do finance. I don't want to do economics, which I graduated with. So I'm like, man, I was having like a little, you know, post-graduation crisis. <laughs> and I just try to do different things. I tried boxing classes. I tried to do jujitsu. I mean, no need to say I was terrible at those things. And uh, I tried just like a local open mic. And I thought it was so fun. I wasn't getting paid anything. And actually, I had to pay $5 to get on stage for five minutes. But that was still worth it. And it was just so fun to me. And I just kind of grinded it out and did it every day for like years to come, you know, until I, I started going on the road a little bit and like started getting books on uh, like books on like real shows. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's been quite a journey. I think every stand up uh, can can tell you they have a similar story where you just grind it out for nothing. But we loved it and we ha we have fun and we're just blessed to be here now, you know. Well, you talk about adding on top of an already difficult situation, the fact that, you know, you're coming from another country. Stand-up comedy is one of the hardest things in the world to do. Having a, a slight mm -hmm. language barrier there and also having parents and a family that's not from this country is a big deal when you try to go into something like mm -hmm. stand-up comedy. I know because when I just try to go into radio, my grandparents are fresh off the boat from Italy. So, I mean, they didn't understand mm -hmm. the concept of, talking for a living what was it like explaining yeah. being a stand-up comic to your folks yeah i think my parents still don't get it like i tell my dad oh i'm going to the improv this weekend it's like oh you're going you're going to do the talk show <laughs> like i'm like no this is not not exactly but that's what they call it because that's the only reference they have it's like letterman or like leno you know right and then for me not doing finance to do comedy it was unfathomable for him and Growing up, he used to always tell me, like, pursuing your dream is how you become homeless, which is the complete opposite of the American thought of, you know, do what you love, right? But right. I would say that I, I thought it's better to disappoint my parents for a couple of years than to disappoint myself for the rest of the, my life. And, and now I'm doing fine. They understand acting and stuff like that. And uh, my dad actually, my dad actually started acting after I did. Oh because he's like, oh, if you can do it, I can probably do it, you know? <laughs> I love it. I love it.
It's time for Bob Zaney in this week's Zaney Report. Time for the Zane Report brought to you by BobZaney.com. And Seattle County officials wants to expand a strategy of buying long-distance bus tickets for homeless people. It's all part of their Don't Let the Door Hit Your Ass on the Way Out program. Good news, bad news. Here's the good news. In Utah, police were able to drive a bear up a tree because it was causing traffic. The bad news, the bear was reunited with the people he had chased up that tree. And finally, in Anchorage, Alaska, a high school swimmer was disqualified from a race because her swimsuit did not meet modesty requirements. Several dads, I mean a lot of dads, said, come on, let her compete. I'm on the Twitter, at Bob Zaney, Zaney Bob on the Instagram. Until next time, bay bay. And welcome back to the 5-Minute Talk Show. Jimmy O. Yang joining us on the hotline, Irvine Improv, all weekend long, five shows, so you don't have any excuse, uh, Irvine area, get out there and see him, I'm telling you, he is definitely worth it, because yeah, you like him on Silicon Valley, we're going to talk about the Crazy Rich Asian movies, which to me was one of the greatest things that's happened to movies in the last 20 years, but Stand-up comedy to me is where people need to check you out, though. Improv.com for tickets, 949-854-5455. The club sits right between the 405 and the 5. Never any traffic in that area. So, (laughs) Jimmy, you know, that's that's a great area right there. 405 and the 5, I mean, no traffic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, you know, the the sixth wonder of the world. It's it's unbelievable. The traffic in L.A., that whole area, Irvine, you name it, it's, it's horrible. But back to the movies, Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah. You expected when, when you did the movie that it was going to be accepted the way it was, first of all. Mm-hmm. Second of all, the acclaim that it got. I mean, you talk about just opening up a whole other market in cinema for a whole other demographic. What did that mean right. to be part of that? Oh, it was incredible. When we're shooting the movie, we're just having fun. And we're like, oh, I'm, uh, we're just glad that they're letting us do this, you know. But definitely there was like an underlying, you know, sense of, you know, pride for the project. And we're just having so much fun shooting in Singapore with like the best Asian actors and actresses from around the world. So I always just thought if the audience can feel a little bit of that magic, this movie would be a success. But at the same time, I didn't think it was going to be as big as it is now. And I think all of us can tell you that, you know, they're like Hollywood in general are because of this film are more willing to take a chance on more authentic, untraditional voices, which is great. And I mean, Asians with so many good stories to tell, and now we're finally getting the opportunity to tell it because of this movie. So we all hope that this movie just serves as like opening the door for more great stories, but not just uh, the end all be all of it. Yeah, and at the end of the day, the best part, you know, we're all just all best friends. Uh, it yeah. really came through because I watched it with my girlfriend, with my fiance, I should say, and she's Asian, uh, coincidentally enough. And she mm-hmm. was like, I've never seen a movie on this scale. And the way you guys executed it, it was amazing. Visually, the acting was great. Mm-hmm. The writing was great. I was just happy for everyone. I mean, you talk about Aquafina too. It just, it just launched amazing. a whole bunch of great young actors and actresses. I loved it. I thought it was amazing. Do you think in your mind Silicon Valley ever could do a movie because Entourage did it? I think that could be the the end all be all because season six I don't think it's enough. Jim. <laughs> uh, 
I think you guys are going to really enjoy season six, and hopefully the ending is going to be very satisfying. Um, but at the same time, I wouldn't mind doing a movie. That would be so cool. Maybe years later, you know, and then, you know, bring back, uh, bring it back. But that's not up to me, but I would totally be open for it. I mean, even Breaking Bad and Sopranos are doing, you know, yep. uh, 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 breaking, you know, different things. So I'm definitely open to it. I love the show and I love everyone that's involved. So, Well, I'm telling you, selfishly, it's just me wanting to see you and TJ again. I don't know if it's going to be that <laughs> show doing a movie or I'm hoping you guys do something, maybe a comedy tour together. I mean, TJ's just That'd so be cool. Yeah. So after Deadpool, it's just been, it's been crazy. But do you think mm-hmm. there's something down the road, though, for you and TJ together? Because the chemistry you guys have is amazing. Absolutely. We talked about even doing like a Asian uh, or a Chinese American action comedy together uh, <laughs> years ago. So maybe we'll see that one day or a comedy tour would be super fun. Also, um, I'm definitely open to it. You know, we still talk and uh, he's great. I, I would love it. You, you're always fun, Jimmy. Everything you do, I just make sure that I watch. You're one of those guys that just makes me laugh. And, and I can't tell you how much I, I'm, I'm excited for you to be doing five shows this weekend, Irvine Improv, for tickets 949-854-5455. Go to Irvine Improv, uh, go to improv.com. You'll find it, trust me. Jimmy, thank you so much for the time, and good luck to you this sixth season. Thank you, brother. Have a good one, man. You've been listening to the 5-Minute Talk Show. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and keep listening at 5MinuteTalkShow.com. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a 5-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. 